I invite you to hear the gospel for this day from Matthew 13. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside, but he who received the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Lord Jesus, these words are yours, and so we know they are true. We pray this day that you would use the truth to increase our faith and our service to you and our fellow man. Amen. Please be seated. God's writer, Matthew, locates Jesus at the Sea of Galilee. And Matthew tells us that Jesus wasn't alone. A large crowd, he says, was there. They were waiting to hear what Jesus had to say. And because of the crowd, Jesus pushed out to the water a bit and used the boat for his pulpit. And a quick summary of his message is this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. When it comes to hearing the word of God, we might quickly think of Mary, the beloved friend of Jesus. Her life was undoubtedly as busy as yours and mine, distractions abound, but when she had the opportunity to hear Jesus, to listen to Jesus. She prioritized her life and didn't miss a word of what he had to say. And that was not to be taken from her, we learn. She soaked up the one thing needful. Jesus warns us and comforts us in this matter of listening to him, of hearing his word, yes, 
of understanding and believing his word. To help us this day, to assist us, he uses a parable of the sower and the seed. And the soil that he talks about, I see myself in each one. You should too. We want to take a look at the soil and ask ourselves, how am I listening to God's word? Not just now, but in the past and in the future. So he talks about different soil. He says, some fell along the path. He says, anyone who hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So if uh, you've had the opportunity to uh, sow grass seed, I've tried many times, difficult. And if you're near your sidewalk or your driveway, you quickly see that some of that seed is on the hard path. Jesus helps us understand that it is the Spirit, God the Spirit, who sows the seed. Whether here in chapel or in church or when you're reading scripture or when you're re uh, singing a scriptural song, God the Spirit is at work. He works through that word. But Satan is right there, grabbing that word away from our hearts, diluting it or changing it or wanting us to think, ah, this isn't so important. When we come into this world, we are like this path, this hard soil, incapable of hearing, resisting, pushing God away, thinking we know better. We have a better word than God has. So the hard path then, he talks about shallow soil. Some fell on rocky places. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. The sun came up. Plants scorched. They withered. They had no root. And Jesus says, the one who received the seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but sense. It has no root. He lasts only a short time. Trouble or persecution comes because of that word. He falls away quickly. It's no secret that most of us, many of us in chapel today, have thought we have enough root. We have enough of the word of God. I know enough. One of our boys took tennis lessons uh, one summer, and he finished that up, and the next summer was coming, and his mom said, you gonna sign up again? And he said, no, I know all there is to tennis. And unfortunately, God's people, us, we often have that attitude that we know enough, and so our faith the roots of faith, if you will, don't penetrate in our life. And then in the season of trial, the season of cross, the season of 
difficulty. We don't have enough footing to stand on. And so God then is blamed. God then is spoken against. Faith disappears. Fruit, obviously, is not there. There's also seed that falls among the thorns. It's choked, Jesus says. The one who received that word that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of life and deceitfulness of wealth choke it and make it unfruitful. I spoke about Mary before. Let's talk about Martha. She was satisfied to listen from the kitchen, wasn't she? But she stayed occupied with all the other things of life. That's me and you. Tough to put our phone down. Tough to turn our mind off. Tough to say, Jesus, this is my undivided attention and moments with you and with your word. It's so true that the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth attack us and rob us of opportunities to listen. Jesus mentions good soil, produces a crop 160, 30 times. He says this is the listener who understands the word and produces a crop yielding a variety of fruit. Oh, that I would listen like this all the time. Oh, that God the Spirit would give me, my heart, this type of soil so that the word of the Lord penetrates. I understand it. I grasp it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I produce fruit in my life. God has so much to say to us. He tells us the truth, doesn't he? That we fall short of perfection. That's his mark. Perfection. He says, no one's righteous. He says we're like strange sheep. He rightly calls us rebels. A people who betray him, who deny him, who are worthy of everlasting death. But he has another gracious word for us. God's dear son rescues us. God himself Yes, God himself becomes like us. But no sin. He has a heart and mind and a life that listened to his father's word and accomplished his father's will. Jesus spent his life preaching that word, teaching it, and more. He's got the blood that I need and that you need, precious, holy, able to forgive every sin. 
Yes, that one that bothers you the most, that you maybe think of now. That sin he washes away because he's God our brother, isn't he? Who suffered death, our death, yours and mine in our place. He was quiet in the grave, but not done with his work. He wakened himself. He arose from death, just like he said he would, announcing to the world, yes, I'm God. Yes, the grave has been swallowed up. Yes, the believer is going to follow me in the resurrection and live forever with me. Now, I ask you, who wouldn't want to listen to these glorious, comforting truths? It's so important. We all have ears, don't we? And so we should hear. So important to listen and to hear. Let me illustrate it this way. 36 years ago, God gave my wife and me a son. We named him Timothy. And he was baptized and his life of hearing began. Water and word clothed him in Christ. And so his journey began. His mom continued to teach him the word of truth in the home and in his church and in Sunday school, he continued to listen, to hear, to understand. The time came for him to have confirmation lesson, to learn the word of God much more clearly. And he confessed his faith in Christ. He spent his high school in a Lutheran high school and there heard the word of truth every day. His listening continued. He loved trucks, being a mechanic. The greasier he could get, I think the happier he was. He was extremely successful in his vocation. He married, they had two children. Those two little ones were baptized and their journey of hearing continued. He bought his own franchise. He became his own boss at a young age. But through all of that, Nothing interrupted his listening, hearing, and understanding, and his fruits of faith. Then one day, in a snowstorm, God took him. A joyful day for him, agony for us. He was 30. Some of you here are 19, 20, 21. 
Some of us are older, much older. No matter what our age, no matter what the day, it's a time for listening, isn't it? We haven't lost our ears. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Our anniversary honorees today, they too have ears and they too have been listening. And within their hearts is the forgiveness of sins through faith in Christ. And so they are a happy bunch. Not only do they know that they are children of God, but they know they have a holy purpose here in life, and that's to bear fruit and to serve this student body, to serve other faculty members, to serve the community. And so we cheer them on today, and rightly so, knowing that their labor in the Lord is never in vain. But all of that pales in comparison to the time when Jesus calls us to himself. And he says, stand by me. Oh, think of that. <laughs> that you can stand right next to your creator and redeemer. To your brother without fear. Without sin. Where death has been vanquished, the enemy is gone, and there is no separation ever. That's what we have coming for us. Without any worthiness, without any merit, all is a gift through faith. It is so joyful to hear Jesus say to you, blessed are your eyes that see and your ears that hear. Amen. Please stand as we pray. Lord Jesus, you teach us in your word that it is your desire that all be saved and all come to the knowledge of the truth. And so your spirit is at work casting seed, casting the word. We ask as we have opportunity that we would always listen. That you would do your gracious work in our hearts and in our lives. Not only giving us faith, but giving us deeper and deeper roots, causing us to be fruitful to your glory and for the benefit of others. We ask that you would always bless the preaching of the word in this place and throughout our world, especially in our churches. May many hear the joyous news of salvation through faith in Christ. Amen. We join to sing the other two verses of our hymn.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each of you. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everyone. Each academic year at this time, we pause to recognize those faculty and staff who are observing milestone anniversaries in service at Bethany Lutheran College and Theological Seminary. It is my privilege and honor to do so this morning. And as we do, we also wish to welcome those family and friends who are here this morning for this special event. Being an employee at Bethany is much more than a job, as you heard in our chapel devotion today. Whether faculty or staff, serving at Bethany is a calling, a calling into a vocation by God himself. Thus, those who serve at Bethany are not only skilled in what they do, but are uniquely faithful to their vocation and dedicated in service to their Lord and to Bethany whose purpose is fulfilled in its very name, to engage students with the saving knowledge of Jesus and to prepare them for productive and fulfilling lives in their homes, churches, workplaces, and communities. This morning, we are recognizing 10 individuals who are observing milestone anniversaries this year of 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30 years of service to Bethany. Their service adds up to 200 years in cumulative. We thank Jesus for their God-given gifts and their service to the college and seminary. On behalf of the entire faculty and staff, I'm confident that we all, are, that we all concur that we are honored to serve beside them. One at a time, I'm going to read the name of each, indicating their area of service and years. This year's awardees will be receiving a certificate, an, honor, an honorarium, and a dinner will be held in their honor later this week. I ask that we hold our applause until all have been recognized. This morning, I'm assisted by the chairman of our Board of Regents, the Reverend Herb Huntercook. Scott Abbey, Information Technology Professional, 10 years of service. Greg Vandermus, Manager, KTV, 10 years of service. Sarah Edwards, Associate Professor, Legal Studies, Legal Counsel to the Cabinet, 15 years of service. Jonathan Covacini, Web Development Specialist, 20 years of service. Ryan McPherson, Professor, History, 20 years of service. Mm -hmm. 
Ted Monty, Vice President, Student Affairs, 25 years of service. Peter Bladel, Professor, Theater, 30 years of service. Connie Gullickson, Payroll Accounts Specialist, 30 years of service. Don Westfall, Director, The Bethany Fund, 30 years of service. And for Bethany Lutheran Theological Seminary, Timothy Schmeling, Professor of Exegetical and Historical Theology, 10 years of service. Let's congratulate the jubilarians. We need you guys to stay. But that concludes our chapel and our recognition ceremony. Thank you.